Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Sonos is incredible. You've heard me talking about it. It's true. Sonos One is incredible. Sonos One is the new uh, Sonos product. Blends great sound with Amazon Alexa, which you know is the easy-to-use voice service. Hands-free control of your music, your podcast. You're in the kitchen. You're cooking. Your music is a little soft. Hey, Alexa, turn it up. I listen to all my music, my podcasts on it. My wife loves it. My wife's a musician too, and she loves the sound. Highly recommend it. Now for a limited time, Sonos is offering the listeners a beautiful anonymous 10% off one order, 2,500 bucks or less for any product on Sonos.com. Use the promo code STORIES10, capital letters, S-T-O-R-I-E-S-1-0 at Sonos.com, S-O-N-O-S.com. Great products, great offer. Check it out. Big plans for the new year? I bet you got big plans. I bet you're trying to make some stuff happen. Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique website. Showcase your work. Blog or publish content. Sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. Get your idea out of your head and onto your website, okay? Squarespace will help customize everything from the look and the feel to the settings, the products, using beautiful templates created by world-class designers. You head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code CG, like my name, Chris Gethard. You're going to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Make your plans happen. No unresolved resolutions this year, okay? Make your plans happen with Squarespace, squarespace squarespace.com. Hello to all my pig hunters out there. This is Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hello, everybody. It's Chris Gethard here welcoming you to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. I hope you're doing well. hope you're enjoying your your December 2017. I hope you're enjoying being a human being in this world who gets to interact with other human beings. I know I am. It's the best way to to me. I've started realizing connecting with other people. I I, I get to do that professionally, and it's just about the best thing you can do to fight back against all the, the... the, the, the fear and dread and all this stuff that's going on in this world right now. Just trying to connect with other people. Thanks for giving me a platform to do it. Reminder, got the new t-shirt, got the new uh, sticker out there in the world. You get them at podswag.com. Follow the links to Beautiful Anonymous. Saw some people in the Facebook group putting pictures of those decals up. They had them up as bumper stickers and it was cool but weird to see my forehead and glasses on the back of a car. Thanks for supporting it. Also, reminder, chrisgeth.com. We got some cool shows coming up in February. I'm going to be plugging these hard. They're at the Bell House. We're doing three weeks, taping a live Beautiful Anonymous at each one. That last week coincides with the week we release our 100th episode. We're going to celebrate this thing. It's going to be fun. If you're in New York, near New York, looking for an excuse to come to New York, get to the Bell House in February. All those ticket links at my website, chrisgeth.com. Okay, last week's episode, we talked to our uh, caller, our our friend who... uh, could not picture images 
in her mind, had a condition. And it was uh, cool, got trippy, philosophical, medical. A Facebook group reacted. It was really interesting to see how many people were, were leaving comments like, I think I have some version of this. A lot of people may be realizing through the episode. So, Caller, you may have actually helped some other people go out and seek a diagnosis. A lot of people with synesthesia checking in and saying, wow, you seem like our uh, – are slightly different cousins in some way, if that makes sense. It was cool to see. It was cool to see that community, uh, the Facebook uh, community that surrounds the show. Beautiful Anonymous, the community, if you want to go search for it and join. It's cool. 22,000 people who managed to stay nice on the internet. And so much of that, obviously, the mods who run that group are, are sweet people doing a good job, and they work really hard to make sure that it's just a real chill place. Thank you for that. This week's call, I got to say was one of my favorites. I feel like that was when we hung up the phone, I think uh, Jared and Harry, we were all just kind of nodding at each other like, yeah, that is, uh, it's weird. It kind of uh, boils it down to why we do this podcast in some ways. I'll explain in a second. Before I get into that, I want to say um, there were a ton of sound issues at the beginning of this call. First 20 minutes, a lot. To the point where I would argue that uh, in a lot of situations, we probably would not put out this call based on the sound quality. Jared really went to bat, cleaned this thing up. So uh, you might hear some traces of it. If you do, uh, they go away about 20 minutes into the call. I had a German uh, caller, young lady from Germany call. She was super cool, and it was great to talk to her. Big fan of the show. She did something very selfless, which was she put someone else on the phone. Now, if you believe, like I do, that this show exists to kind of archive people who live different lives in, in the era that's come out, really proud of that. 26, someday, I'll be long gone. Maybe somebody will find this and go, that's what real people sounded like and, and, and how they lived in 2016, 2017, 2018, what they were doing, what the, the jobs they worked, the things they were scared about, the... All of it. I'm proud of it. If you really believe that that's at the heart of this show, that this show becomes like a, a platform for anyone to tell their story, we have this episode hits that harder than any other because there's someone we get to talk to who I, I promise that 99.9% of us would never talk to this person, would never know about their lifestyle, would never get the insight. And uh, is it weird? Yeah, it's weird. Damn right, it's weird. Is it funny? Yeah, I think so. Is it interesting? Yeah. Is this person kind of, uh, it's tough. I walked away, I walked away being like, that person is either the, the, the most uh, profound uh, uh, grassroots philosopher I've ever met or uh, one of the most off, off the map, just loons. I say that with great love. It was amazing. But I, I thank him and I thank our caller. That's the other thing. Caller, there were thousands. I think we broke the record Thousands upon thousands of call attempts. You got through, and then you gave the phone to somebody else and walked away. And it was a, uh, it was selfless, and it was cool. And I thank both of you. And I have a feeling people are gonna be, one way or the other, they're gonna have some big reactions to this one. It's one of my favorites. Holy shit! Enjoy it. Thank you for calling, beautiful anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi. Is that Chris? Yeah. Yeah, it's Chris. Oh, my God. Uh, I hope the connection is going to be all right because I'm kind of on the other side of the world. <laughs> what? Where are you at? Where is this? I'm in Australia. You're in Australia? But that doesn't sound... That's so exciting. Yes. 
Oh, that's so nice that it's exciting. But I, I, I have to say, you don't sound like you have an Australian accent. No, I'm not Australian. What, what do you think where I'm from? Let's see. Maybe you could talk a little bit more, but just give me like 10 seconds of unbroken um, talking. Okay, so I'll tell you where I'm at right now. I'm picking cherries at an orchard in somewhere in Australia, in New South Wales. That enough? <laughs> in New so- You're picking cherries in an orchard in New South Wales, Australia. Very romantic story. You sound, I'm going to guess, yes. uh, I'm going to guess German backup guest, Austrian. Yay. Yay. <laughs> correct. That is correct. I, uh, uh, German. How are you today, Chris? How Everyone am I? T- yeah. Thank you so much. How am I today? Yes, I want to know. I'm, Did you have a call before that? Yes, this is the second call of the day. Um, I will say we. Ah, I guess so. We've broken the call-in attempt record. It's currently up at a uh, nineteen thousand three hundred eighty-two call attempts. So out of nineteen thousand calls, oh my god, one of two that got through. I went to the doctor today. That is insane. It is insane. I'm very flattered that that many people call. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, are you? I gotta ask. Are you moving around a lot? Yeah, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, we're just hearing a lot of like scratching on the phone. But yes, come do. I went to the doctor. Alrighty. They drew blood. And they couldn't find the vein. Okay. And it just keeps stabbing me. Oh shit. Bad mood puts me in a they bad stabbed, mood. Yeah. Yeah, just keep prodding me with needles. Oh, no. A science experiment. You know, I think I just go and sit in my car and stop picking cherries because I'm paid by by the amount of what I pick anyway, so I don't have to work if I don't want to. Okay. And now I don't want to. And I certainly don't want to cut down on your income in the cherry picking game, but it would help the call. It would help the audio quality oh. immensely if you could just not pick cherries during the call. I will do so then, because that's really cool. I wanted to talk for a while. I just quickly tell my friend, hey, Keith, I just not picked Terry for a while because I'm on the phone. Yeah. But if you want to talk to him later, then we'll put you on the phone, okay? Yeah, yeah. He says he doesn't know, but he's really cool. He's an Australian bushman, and I think he would enjoy talking to him. He's a bushman? What is a bushman? Yes, that's someone who just leaves society for a while and just goes to nature. Okay, wait, are you heading to your car right now? Because I think we we might have to wait until you're stationary because the noise is really, it's really pronounced. Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Better now? Better yes, now? yes, yes, yes. Okay, because I don't know, it's a lot of pressure, you know, that so many people wanted to call and if the connection is not too good, I don't mind if you try someone else. Oh, no, stop. It's much better now. And I always say the worst Stop. thing that happens, the worst thing that happens doesn't go well. And then who cares? We won't put it out. It's fine. I got your back. I got you know, your back. I always wanted to ask, what are the calls like that don't get put out? A lot of them, I'm in a bad... What has to happen? Yes. Usually it's on me. It's I'm in a bad mood or I'm very tired and I don't do a good job of oh. asking the right questions. Sometimes people, I think, maybe... Th- feel like they had an hour of conversation. They're like, hey, I'm going to talk about this thing. And then 15 minutes later, it's done. And we're like, well, what else? And then it's a little, there's not as much yeah. meat on the bones. As they thought there was one where someone described some, um, I, I, I don't want to be too specific. Someone once described some personal life behavior that was so concerning and dangerous that I couldn't in good conscience release oh. it to the world. But that's okay. 
Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, oftentimes they say something like, uh, I wasn't sure if I should put it out there and stuff, but usually those ones are the really grippy ones, the good ones. Yes, I think so too. So, yeah. I've really been enjoying the show. Um, I was working on this other farm around here for 10 weeks and I was camping, so I didn't have TV or Wi-Fi or whatever. And um, I've been just listening to the show and how many episodes right now? 70, 80? I don't Something know. Something like that, yeah. 100 yeah, so, coming up in a few months, yeah. So, yeah, you saved my life. That's so no, nice. you didn't save my life, maybe, but <laughs> you I'm made my life much more entertaining. Happy to... <laughs> Happy to be a part of it. Now I gotta ask right out of the gate how how does how does a uh, a nice uh, German lady wind up picking cherries with a bushman in Australia? Oh, I'm doing this work and travel thing. Did you hear of it before? Oh yes. It's when you after high school you go some place different and you work there and you travel for maybe a year or however long you want. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I was I was doing other jobs before that, like working in cafes and stuff, but actually the big cities are a bit, yeah, I don't know, too crowded and stressing me out. So I was like, oh, I should try farm work. Everyone says it's shit and they're being like exploited and not earning any money, but I don't think they say it's great. So I, was, I decided to do that. And then my friend, who's the Australian Bushman, how I described him, uh, I met him on the campground where I was working. And yeah, I got him a job. He was picking asparagus at the time. I was, I was doing um, irrigation, so like doing water pipes and stuff. Yeah, and he's very nice, and he's helping me all the time because yeah, it's not easy traveling by yourself sometimes. So you're traveling by yourself. Yeah. And how old are you? Nineteen. You're nineteen, <laughs> traveling by yourself. Yeah. Hanging out with a bushman, doing hard know- labor. <laughs> Yeah, actually, right now, I wish I had more people my age around me because the people I live with on the farm, like we're camping on the farm, they're all like around 50, smoking tons of weed and drinking beers all day. Okay, maybe not all day, but half the day. And sometimes I feel like, ah, oh, wouldn't be good to have some of my, you know, own peer group or something. I'll say from but, my yeah, end. Um, I'm only doing that for... On my yeah. end? It sounds dangerous, and I'm concerned for yeah. you. I'm quite concerned for you. Yeah, it, would, it probably wouldn't help to say that two of them have been to jail before. No, but they're very nice. So you're, <laughs> so you're living in a tent in an Australian cherry orchard. Yeah, on the top of my car. I'm living in a tent on top of my car. You set up a. You say yes. you set up a tent on top of your car. <laughs> Yeah, they call it a pop-up tent, and it's on top of your car, and you just put a um, hand crank handle, I think that's what it's called, yes. in it, and you wind it up. It takes like four minutes, so you can always put it up and down, however you like. So every night you crank up a car tent. You sleep in a tent on top of a car and then pick cherries all <laughs> yes. day, every day in the hot Australian sun, along with a number of 50-year-olds, some of whom are ex-cons. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's an accurate that's description of your life. At the moment. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Where I am right now, it's six degrees colder than the average central New South Wales area, which is good. Yes, that is That's good. It's only like, I don't know, 25 degrees right now. Now, when you're... Yes. <laughs> when there are drunk and high ex-convicts in a field with you and no one else your age and you're, um, I would presume, <laughs> thousands of miles from your own home, 
are you filled with fear every day? Because again, it's concerning. No, you're not. I'm glad. I'm glad that I at least have some good company. And the thing is, like, they're usually like in a really good mood and really nice. Yes, because they're and high. Yes. They're like helping me and stuff, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you know, I feel like the more the more you, more uh, weed you smoke, the more you get used to it. And I don't know, you know, those people who like needed to be like their normal self. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if it has got to that level, but I could imagine, you know. Now, are you smoking a lot of weed and drinking with them? Uh, no. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes a little bit. <laughs> That's but okay. No, not generally not. I'm more, I'm trying to live the healthy lifestyle, you know. Yes. And how long do you plan on living this lifestyle? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to work here for three more weeks or maybe till New Year's. And then I meet a friend and we're going to do like, a big road trip along the west coast of Australia up to Darwin. So I don't know. I think it's like 5,000 kilometers or something like that in my old shitty car. So that's going to be an adventure. Now, can I ask you something? Could, sure. Here's a thing. In, okay. In com- New York City, known for comedy clubs. It's known as, I think, the... Yes. The, I can't believe that you're in New York City. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Go on. Sorry. No, that was so full of joy and innocence, and I can't believe I'm, I, my day is feeling better because I get to talk to you. That was just a, you were so excited about New York. <laughs> so comedy clubs, New York's known for them. A lot of tourists, when they come through New York, they will stop by comedy clubs. I do a ton of comedy clubs. Very, mm-hmm. very often, I would say more often than not, there are German or Australians, sometimes both, in the audience of a comedy club. I'm, and I'm talking every night you'll meet a German person or an Australian person. And you'll say to them, what are you doing on town? And they'll say, yeah. oh, I'm on holiday. And then you'll say, how long are you on holiday for? And they'll say, seven months. And then, and then in America, <laughs> we go, how is that a vacation? Aren't you just living in New York for seven no. months? No, that's their vacation, seven months. <laughs> yeah. How does that's, that work? Like, I don't know. I guess people just save up money and then leave. But I don't really know how it works with America because I feel like they would be much stricter with the visas and stuff. I don't, I don't know how they're going to stay there for seven months. But well, I think they bounce around the world. <laughs> I think they're in New York for a week or two, and then they're uh, like, and then we're going to go to Canada for a few weeks, and then Mexico for a month, honestly, and then here and there. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know how they have so much money. Like I was just working in a supermarket market and at the doctor's office as like an assistant for six months to save like. I don't know, 3,000 bucks to come over here. And then I was just working over here. So I don't know how other people do it with just traveling for, I don't know, a year and just traveling, you know. So you're going to you're gonna bail on this place? You're going to drive up the coast with your friend? Is this a friend you met traveling or someone you knew from back yeah. home? Oh, no, she's, she's German, but um, I met her here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I actually don't know her that well. So that's going to be, can you imagine doing like, a long road trip like that with someone you don't know that well? No, it sounds like a good way to it's get murdered. To be weird. <laughs> sounds like a good way to get <laughs> murdered. <laughs> Not to freak you out. 19-year-old like girl. Of, yeah, I feel like a lot of things I do lately are a good way to get murdered. <laughs> I hope you don't get murdered. We're Just giggling about it, but please don't get Just, murdered. <laughs> okay, I try my best. Just the other day, I was sleeping just in my car, in the trunk of my car with a sleeping bag in like a suburb. And that was a bit scary, but I couldn't I couldn't keep on driving because it was half past twelve and I've been up for like twenty four hours and I was just like, Okay, if I keep on driving I'm going to I don't know get off the road and die, so I'd rather sleep here somewhere. 
Now, have you ever thought about yeah, maybe, next time you go on vacation, you ever thought about maybe, you know, you go to a place <laughs> for two weeks, you get a hotel room, you go with a couple friends who care the about you and love room. you, about your well-being? Why would I need a hotel room? <laughs> so that a 50-year-old convict doesn't murder you in a cherry field. <laughs> Is it an orchard? <laughs> Sounds is, like a plan. But it, a, it would be an orchard, huh? They grow on trees. Yeah, yeah, an orchard. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just looking for some adventure, I guess. Yeah. Honestly, often life is pretty boring as well. If you're traveling by yourself and you have nothing to do, and you get like it's weird. You get like an everyday life, which is different than like home, but it's still boring and still routine, you know. But you'll learn a lot about yourself. Uh, I would hope so, but, you know, like, it's the same kind of little stupid problems that everyone has. Like, they're always coming back to you, I feel like. Every time I try to, like, work on something and I feel like, oh, wow, I totally got more confident or I'm so much better at talking to strangers now. And then I'm in a new situation and I'm having, I'm having a bad day and it's like, like, I never change. But, yeah. yeah. Now, here's the big question for you, my friend. Big question coming. What are you running away from? Uh, life decisions. I don't know what I want to study. <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Okay. But okay. that's a good question. Yeah, so an existential crisis as you approach uh, your plunge into uh, adulthood choices. I get it. I've been there. Yeah. You know, like I was thinking before I was calling that it would probably be kind of hard to find something that we have in common because I'm like, I'm 19 and I'm German and I'm in Australia and I don't know all the other music to talk about and all that stuff. Oh, that's okay. We'll find something. We're just two citizens but of this I world. I have to say. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. I have to say I like the whole music. Oh, that's good. Yeah, the whole music. Yeah, thanks for changing it. Oh, please, please, please. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Deep questions again. It's okay. Now, what part of Germany do you live in? That's actually a question I get all the time <laughs> when people ask me where I'm from. Um, I'm kind of of the east part and then in the middle and about two hours from Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a small city, but it's also not one of the like most well-known ones. Yeah. Okay. But it's a cool city. I kind of miss it. We've got like... Two universities, an art university, and like one more sciencey one, and like lots of alternative places to get food, and it's good, good, good music and stuff. So yeah, that's good. Now, how come people are always saying Berlin is like the best place on earth right now? Are you okay? Because it sounds like a monster is swallowing you. It sounds like a monster is swallowing you. Oh my god! Uh, maybe you're hearing the hell. The helicopter just flying overhead. Why is there a helicopter <laughs> over the cherry orchard? Actually, actually, sometimes when it's been raining, they drive the cherries with a helicopter. Isn't that crazy? Like it flies just over your head and all the wind from, from the helicopter blows the cherries like dry. What are you talking about? And <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> That's about? That's my favorite sentence that you ever say. <laughs> you got... You know... You, how when it rains, <laughs> the water sits on the cherries. and the <laughs> That's, They dry them by flying helicopters really low over them? 
Yes, that's right. <laughs> and the spinning of the rotors, the wind produced by the spinning of low-flying helicopters dries the cherries. While you're trying to sleep in a tent on top of a car. Yeah, but they don't do that at night. <laughs> and this is fun for you. This is a fun adventure for you. Being terrorized by helicopters yeah, and drug, <laughs> drugged out pe- middle-aged people. Uh, I, think, I think they're not too bad. I feel like there are so many people in Australia who take more drugs than them, especially young people. And it's like, I don't know, I feel like they're pretty harmless, to be honest. That's good. Now, Berlin, everybody says Berlin is like cool and yeah. artsy and cheap and you can get an apartment that's like the size of a warehouse for $80 a month. Yeah. I mean, when you're from New York, I think everything seems cheap to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it? But no, Berlin is, is cool. Like I've, I haven't been there like that much. I've never lived there or anything, but it's, it's good to go there. Like it's such an like alternative like scene with like lots of, you know, vegan places and secondhand shops and little markets and yeah, just cool, cool places. And it's, it's like dirty and you don't feel like it's the most fancy place on earth and you have to be the most fancy person on earth. And there are just so many, you know, hipsters walking around to look like, they got their outfits from their grandparents or something. So I don't know. It's just funny. Yeah. Now, how'd you link up with the Bushman? How'd you link up with the Bushman? I, I tried to get him on the phone with you because now we've been talking for a while and I don't feel like, oh, hey, Chris, here's someone else. Talk to someone else. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I just met him on the on the campground and he was... Um, Helping me, he was showing me how to how to cook different stuff and giving me tips on how to live out of your car and <laughs> yeah, what else? How old is the Bushman? <laughs> your mentor, your mentor on living off the land. How old is the Bushman? I'm pretty sure he's 49 years old. He's 49 years old, and he's become your mentor on how to live off the land. Yeah, but he doesn't know the show, and I don't know. But I think it would be interesting to talk to him. Just just right now, when we were um, picking the chairs, he kind of opened up to me, and he said that he wants to go back to back to the mother, which he refers to like he he needs the earth and go back to the bush or something because when he's around people too long, it makes him sad. And I don't know. I just find it really interesting. I don't know. I wouldn't personally agree on it. Like that you should go away from everyone to, to be happy, but it's still a good thought because if you're not with people, you can't get rejected, I guess. Now, when you say you know? Bushman, when you say, when you say he's a Bushman, yeah. does, you mean he lives off the land or is Sometimes. he, is he someone from one of the native cultures? Is no, he from one no. of the native Aboriginal cultures? No, he's not. He's so he's not just to... someone who's chosen to go off the grid. Yes from time to time and then he comes back and like picks fruit like he does the fruit picking jobs the seasonal work and then um yeah he so just your standard bush he goes back to the nature and (laughs) just standard everyday bushman life i guess yeah he said he was fishing um he was fishing and smoking coconuts or something. Did you say smoking coconuts? <laughs> Just to ask him that yourself. Yeah, like the outer part of the coconut because he didn't have tobacco anymore. And he's like, did you read Into the Wild or watch the movie? Yeah. Yeah, that kid died in a bus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he, in the book, he like was eating only rice as well. And that reminded me of my friend because he was eating a lot of rice apparently. What do you think? Is this, <laughs> is this Bushman nearby? Can I talk to the Bushman? 
And also, whatever we can do yes. to fix your phone um, situation, we got to do it. Jared is making a face like okay. this is the worst experience. As an audio guy, all he hears is the oh, clicks. No. no, but now it's better. Whatever you did just fixed it. Is it? I don't know what I'm doing. And now it's perfect. Okay. And now it's because perfect. I'm like, I guess it's when I hold the microphone of my headphone to my, to my ear, uh, yeah, to my don't, mouth. Don't do I that. Hold it up, it's better. Whatever you're doing now is no, great. it's better when I do that. Then do that. Then do this. Okay, this is cool. Great. Then I keep doing that. Yes, do this. So was your microphone, that whole thing was just your microphone bouncing off your shirt the whole time. Jared's going to find you. Jared's going to fly to yeah, Australia. I guess so. Jared's going to fly to Australia and, and find you and give you a stern talking to. Okay, cool. Can't yeah. wait. Whatever you're doing now is great. I always feel like he's the one, like, I don't know, judging you. If you're, like, good enough to get on the show, that's why I always, I don't know him, but I always, I'm always scared of him. I love this. I love this. Giving it. <laughs> Giving it. To, <laughs> he hates this. Oh, he's so mad. Everybody I want to see so right now. He's, put, he's running his hand through his oh, hair no. in frustration. And I've had people meet me in person. I met, oh, yeah, I met someone in person who said, I've talked to Jared three times. I can't get past Jared. He's like an offensive lineman in an oh, American really? football game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess, I guess the one caller said it really beautifully once. Uh, everyone just wants to talk about themselves and everyone wants to feel important. And then if there's someone who's like, oh, maybe you're not important enough, then they feel, uh, I don't know. No, but offended or something. I get it. And people say things like this, but I kind of feel like what I want out of this podcast is to talk to people who aren't particularly important. And I don't feel particularly important in life. I think there's something really beautiful about regular people. I don't think we all need to be notable people. I think regular people have some of the best stories there are. And those are the stories I want to hear. That seems like as good a time to take a break as any. Just want to say thanks again to our German caller. Thank you guys for listening. There's greatness coming. I promise you that. Call in my shot. Not even overhyping it. Listen to our sponsors. They help us bring you the show for free. If you like the things they're advertising, use the promo codes. It helps the show. We'll be right back with more phone call. Today's show is brought to you by Zelle. Zelle is a new way to send money to your friends and family from your banking app, Cash, it's easy to lose. You ever put on a coat you haven't worn in a while and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have so much money. You just lose it. You lose the money. Look in the pocket. Oh, there's $35. Checks, they take a while to clear. You never know. Checks get lost in the mail, take a while to clear. But with Zelle, once you're enrolled, the money moves right between bank accounts, typically arrives in minutes. Pay your share of the cost of dad's gift. Request half the cost of the Christmas tree you bought with your roommate or pay the personal trainer you hired after Thanksgiving with ease. All thanks to Zelle. It's so easy to use. It works with almost anybody with a bank account in the U.S. And don't worry, Zelle's safe. It's backed by major banks, which means you can send money confidently. Just go to Zelle Pay to learn more. That's Z-E-L-L-E-P-A-Y dot com. Zelle. This is how money moves. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. I know sometimes you can't imagine fitting anything else into your life, right? Well, Talkspace makes therapy easy, as easy as sending your therapist a message. Get something off your chest whenever you need to, okay? And that means maybe it's just everyday challenges at work or at home. Maybe you just need to chat about life. You're, you're, you're overwhelmed, you're confused, whatever you need. And you don't have to commute to get there. You don't have to leave your office. You're not going to get judged, okay? A lot of the barriers of entry, Talkspace removes them. It's nice. You just need a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. 
And then you can start improving your mental health. Everybody knows I'm a big advocate for improving your mental health, taking care of it. And I think Talkspace is such a modern, fascinating way to do so. Remember, therapy isn't just about venting your innermost thoughts or, or digging into childhood memories. It's about practical, everyday strategies for stress management, for living a happier life. Having a therapist simply provides you a designated person for you to talk to who's trained to listen and help you make positive changes. I, that's my favorite thing about my shrink. I pay her to listen, and she knows how to do it. She's actually trained to do it. The Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash beautiful. Use the code beautiful. You get $30 off your first month and show your support for this show. That's beautiful at Talkspace.com slash beautiful. Thanks again to all of our advertisers. Now let's get back to the phone call. I think there's something really beautiful about regular people. I don't think we all need to be notable people. Ooh. I think regular people have some of the best stories there are. And those are the stories I want to hear. <laughs> That's so cool. But yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say you're not important. Like when, when, even when I just got on hold, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> like, I can't believe this. I, I think I called like 90 times or something, but it's the first time I tried, but I don't know. Now look. It's just insane, and I feel sorry for everyone who has to listen to this. No. And I, oh, I want to apologize for my accent. No, well. you don't sorry. apologize for your accent. Your accent's beautiful. What are you talking about? That's an incredible accent. Also, how much money are you spending on this call? Oh, nothing. That's really cool because um, there's this like phone company and they've got free calls to like Germany, New Zealand, USA, the UK, Canada. I don't know. Ooh. It's pretty cool. So I was, I was like, every time someone was saying, oh, I'm somewhere outside of the US, but I can't call. I was, I was like, oh, I have to call because I can, you know? Yeah. What's the name of this magical phone company you found? Oh, every Australian is going to hate me, but it's called Optus and it doesn't have a Good um, reception as the other big phone company. Haven't noticed. Haven't noticed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But at least, okay, okay, maybe it wouldn't be, it would have been better if I was with Telstra and I would pay for it. (laughs) No, it's okay. Everybody should check out that phone. So, yeah, I don't know. So you're in the cherry orchard. You're hanging out with a bushman. There's a bunch of convicts around. And this is your vacation. This is fun for you. What do no. you do? Are you going to do this until the money runs out? Oh, yeah. Actually, no. I'm, yeah, I'm saving money working here. So it's good. I don't have to pay for my accommodation. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you and, live in a tent on top of uh, a car. <laughs> I just do that for like a year straight, you know? Yeah. And then... My only other plan before I go back to Germany is going to India and doing a yoga teacher training for one month. Uh huh. Which I think would be really cool. And yeah, just experience India and then go back to Germany and try to figure out what, what I want to study and what I want to do with my life. And I can't wait to see all my friends and family again. Now, speaking of the friends and family, are they concerned? Are they worried about you being gone for this long? Um, not really. Like when I told my mom that, I don't know, like sometimes there's stuff happening, like my car breaking down and then you're kind of, I don't know, stranded with a broken car. And like just last week, the mechanic told me it would cost like 5,000 bucks to fix my car. And I was a bit lost at that time. But 
I bought a new car, like, it doesn't matter. But when I told her that, she was a bit concerned because she was like, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay? But she's not, <laughs> Which con- I get. But she's not concerned about the general lifestyle. Mm, no, I guess it's because so many, so many young people do it now oh. that it's kind of, kind of normal, I guess, you know. Oh. I think there's, for example, a Facebook group of um, just German backpackers going to Australia and it has 60,000 members, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> this is uh, So this is a whole thing from a different culture that I just don't think this is much of a yeah. thing here. I'm sure there's Americans that do this. You don't, yeah, no, you don't meet too many Americans over here. Like, I feel since I've been here, I've met maybe four Americans. Wow. And like in the hostels, there are tons of Germans, French, um, people from the Netherlands, yeah. It's the big thing from for Europeans to come over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what else do I need to know about you and your experience in this world? Wait, wait a second. You want to talk to them, please? Real quick. Okay, real quick. Real quick. You have to put it in your ear. What's about and to happen? And then try to hold this up like this. And then what is about to hold it here? Can you hear him? <laughs> Turn it up right now. Hello? What is what is about to happen? Hello. Hi. Hi. Are you the anybody there? Yeah. Are you the bushman I've been hearing about? Oh, don't say your name. Well, yeah, I'm just a Tasmanian. Yeah. You're just a Tasmanian. Yeah. And you like to live off the land. Yeah. Yeah, fair bit, eh? What's I what, like the bush. Yeah. It makes me happy, you know. Yeah. What What is it that's made you want to shun human society and embrace the bush? Well, you oh well. I don't shun human society, Cobber. I just, uh, I just find I'm more, in, I'm more happy out than a scrub. You know, mothers always out there for looking after you. You know, always feeding you. I don't drink out there. I don't smoke out there. You know, everything's all good. It's just around people. Sometimes I find it a bit hard when you're around people all the time. You get all people's, um, you know. Yeah, differences of opinions, you know, maybe the best way to say it. Yeah. People are pretty angry, you know. People can bring out the stress. They need a lot of work to keep them happy, you know. Yeah. I like to be happy and I like them people around me to be happy and, you know, you can work that for a while, you can do that for three or four months and then it's time just to go bush again because you need to recharge, you know. And And the best place to recharge is out in the middle of nowhere. And did you grow up as a bushman? Or at some point did you become a bushman? Well, yeah. Oh, I left home when I was 12, so you tend to um, <clears throat> always dream, you know, you're American or something, are you? Yes, I live in New York City. you got a different accent. Yeah, 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 I live in New York. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, we grew up as a young fella, you know, with that Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer, you know? You know, any kid that grown up wanted, you know? Yeah, you want to go on adventures. Want to live that sort of life, didn't you? Of course. Yeah, mate, so... I've, I've done that multiple times now, and I'll probably do it multiple more times before I go, but but it's what I enjoy. Yeah. I don't shun society, but there's no way I can live in a place like New York, you know? Too many people. No, I, I can't even live in the town most times because there's just too many people. I love people. I like to make people happy and all, but I don't, yeah, I get tired after a while. And My own happiness is more important to me than... Yeah. I love other people's happiness. Sometimes I like to be, I like them to be happy when I'm with them, and 
if I can do something that make puts a smile on someone's dial, that's that's good for me too. But it bears you down. Well, that's so, a very nice way to be. Pussy, I reckon. And what's the uh, yeah. what's the dating scene like for a bushman? Oh, mate, nil and null and void, cover nil and null and void. I'm not around people often enough to be uh be into it, you know. That must get into fr- yeah. Is you it get frustrating? Company frustrating? No. I mean, when I was a young fella, you used to go to town, and and that's when you dated, but you didn't date. You just, you know, you're there for one reason, one reason alone. And, but I found after a while that when I got a bit older, you give a party yourself every time, and, and it, yeah, it, it's, you, you don't feel as comfortable with it after a while. Yeah. When you're serious with yourself and you know, yeah, you know what makes you happy. I mean, yeah, we're all men after all, and it's a natural thing and all. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you never know. Maybe one day out in the middle of the scrub somewhere, I'll come across that perfect woman that just likes to travel and doesn't mind eating whatever you catch that day. And, yeah, but... There's a lot of yeah. fish in the sea. She's out there somewhere. not look so much no more. No. I mean, there is a lot of fish out there, Cobber. I tend to stop looking nowadays, though. If it's meant to happen now, it's going to happen. And if it doesn't, yeah. I'm going to be content... With a lot I've got, you know? Yeah. And I know where I'm most happy, and that's out in the bush. And, but I am, I really enjoy working amongst people. That's why a couple of years ago I've decided from now on all I'm going to do is go picking. Picking. Then so you meet lots of different people. You get, you, yeah, picking, like picking cherries at yes. the moment. Yes. We picked asparagus just a little bit a while ago. And while you're doing that sort of work, you're meeting all new people. You, you don't know them for a long time, so you don't get to. See their bad parts. Most people only show their bad parts after you get to know them for a bit, you know. Yeah. And it's easy, easy to keep people um, happy when you first meet them. It's when they see your bad parts, it's harder to keep them happy. And all of us have got bad things about us. Yeah. My bad thing is I tend to switch off every now and again, you know. Switch off, like go, become withdrawn. Nah, well, not withdrawn. I just my mind wanders, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm used to. Look, when I'm out in the bush, if, if I can get radio reception, I'll have a radio going sometimes, you know. Well, a lot of time I like to talk back radio. I don't ring it or nothing. There's no reception or phone or whatever. But I like the, the the voices, but you get used to them voices in the background, you know. They're really low temp, really low sound on your on your radio because you never have any more batteries. You have to use them sparely or, yeah. or wait until they warm up in the sun enough to use again. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, but, yeah, you get used to the sound of voices out there, and then when you're in amongst people again, you sort of forget, because I can have a conversation with a person, and we can be talking about something, and then they're saying something. One little thing might distract me, and I'll float off into the never-never yeah, with one thought, and then find I have to play catch-up. It's only because I'm just used to voices as a background noise, you know? Right. When voices are a background noise, you stop paying attention to them more than you should, you know? Yeah. Which is probably not a good thing for being amongst people, but no, it sounds like the bush. So what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, no, it sounds like the bush, and it sounds like you're a man of the bush. I get it. When you're so, when you're not picking, you said you've picked, taken up picking in the past years. What are the other factors that go into being a bushman? Like what you've said, you go to the bush, you enjoy life in the scrub. But what does that actually mean as far as your day to day activities? Oh, your day to day activity. You all right? I'll read. Oh, well. A couple of years back, I did a trip around the coast, and um, my day-to-day activity is when you wake up in the morning, 
You know, the first thought is, right, what I'm going to get for my feed today. So you go about, if you're near the coast, which is the best place to do it, because especially the east coast of Australia, it's really good because there's lots of fresh water everywhere. And that's 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 an absolute necessity. You can go a few days without food, but in this heat you can't go without that water. So the first thing of the day is, yeah, find the next feed. So you catch a feed, usually fish, sometimes pigs if you're lucky. Sometimes... Uh, Sometimes you can go out and get yams and stuff like that from the forest, you know. You wait, you'll catch and kill a pig? Yeah, you'll catch things. and kill a wild pig? Yeah, yeah. And they're, All the time. Those are angry, they're angry animals. They fight back, right? You bone and knife, you know. You kill them with a knife? Uh, no, nah, not if you're quick. The eye, yeah, the idea is you just go quick, you know. So it's best to have it face on if you can. That's why it's always good to have a little bag over your shoulder, you know. So when they, if they are charging your face on, that's the best way to kill them quick. So but you just drop the bag in front of your knee just before you both connect and be ready with that knife in your right hand. So you sweep it around and come in behind that right or that left front leg as he's coming towards you with your right hand. And you pierce in there and get straight into his heart. One time he's dead on his feet, he doesn't even know it, you know. He's got no energy left. If you go to the left-hand side, you're going to get his lung. If you go to the right-hand side of him, that is your left-hand hand, Head on, you're going to get his lung and then he's going to rip you to shit because, yeah, he's still got all his power. He's just uh, he's just breathing hard, you know? Yeah, yeah. He'll die eventually, but not before he rips you. So right. always use your right hand and if you're doing it head on. But, yeah, it's a bit more of a rush too, you know? Yeah. I and suppose that's one thing I've gotten used to. He is a bit of a rush. You're an adrenaline a bit junkie. Of buffalo catching up in Arnhem Land, and we've done a bit of crocodile catching up in Arnhem Land, and all of it's just, you know, you do it for the rush in the end. Yeah. And I guess that's what you're doing when you're out in the bush, when you're living off the land. Every every day is a rush. So, as I was saying before, you start off, your first thought might be to look for food, you know? But then after you've eaten, it's just you take joy in every little moment, every little thing that you see along the day as you're moving along. You have to... You, have to, you can't live in the one spot. You have to continually move because the food source is continually moving and you don't want to wear out one area totally of any food source. If you have to come back that way, if there's nothing around you, it's not good. So yeah, just continually moving along up the coast, you know. I went eight and a half months without seeing a person that time. Eight and a half see months a without person. seeing a person? I mean, I smoke of... Yeah, without seeing a person. I'm a smoker of cigarettes and all, you know, and I took a fair whack out with me. I'm a heavy smoker. And uh, one day I ran out and watched on your was, but I knew I had enough to give me four or five weeks into the trek before I'd win out, before I'd run out. So anyway, two days after I'd run out, three days maybe, on the ground there, there's a, this bit, oh, my, oh, I swear, tobacco. And I run back out on the beach and I look around, no tracks anywhere, no people anywhere. I'm out in the middle of the bush, mind you, up the coast. And anyway, so I'll go back and have a bit more of a look around, find a bit more. So I ended up going down to the beach, find a bit of humus, carved out this pipe, found a bit of bamboo, made the stem of it, shoved it in it, lit her up. Now, it was perfect. I could have sworn then it was tobacco still, you know. But after I looked around a bit more, what it was is old coconut husks that the, the, the coconuts that are on the ground the pigs get into. Yeah, and they, yeah. Yeah, you know, they do the uh, the husk that they pulled apart and chewed up and pulled apart to get to the the coconut itself, and that's how I end up smoking for eight months. So now you don't smoke cigarettes; enjoyable. you smoke coconuts. That's why the urge. 
Yeah, at that time, I smoked cigarettes then now because I'm where cigarettes are, but I found out then that the coconut husk was the perfect satisfying thing, you know? Yeah. Satisfied me urge for smoking. And how does always a good thing? How does one then, how does one get into being a then, bushman? Yeah. How do you discover that you want to oh, be a bushman? Well see see I found out in a funny way, you know. I was really tired of people. I was really tired. I wanted to give up. The first time I'd done it as a young fellow, I just wanted to give up. You know, so I went out bush with no intention of ever coming back. So it was a suicide so Was it a suicide I attempt? I basically went out. Oh, well, not suicide. Well, I went out. I know I've always fought to live in my life. And so I knew I'd fight to live. But I had no intention of coming back. I, I knew there was a good chance that I could die out there, you know? Yeah. A very high chance, everybody told me. But when I went out there... I found in a very short moment of time, within two weeks, I was so happy with life and everything that uh, I realised that that is where I really belong. I walked through the mountains one time. I went up to this near this trip over there, over, um, over the Kosciuszko Ranges one time in New South Wales, where it was it was just the first snow of the year, and I've woken up under this tree. Half the bag was underneath the snow and half under the tree, so I just pulled my legs up, rolled the smoke. It was the first snow. It didn't last that long. Later on that day, I'm walking up this track. Yeah, it was a bit cool. It was drizzling rain. In this, this track I was walking up, they must have had a fire there the year before. You had that, that burnt smell. You know that fire smell when you put it out with a bit of water or it drained overnight on top of your fire and that smell of that fire the next day? Yeah. That smell of that coal? It's yeah. a bit like um, a Lapsang Souchong tea, if you've ever tried that black china tea, you know, that Lapsang Souchong. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that smell, you know, but anyway. So you can smell that, and it's drizzling rain, and I'm walking up this track, and you know, I'm getting wet, of course. It's only a drizzle day. Sun's sort of trying to go through, you got that smell about, and you've got all these little birds singing and being happy. It was one of the, it's one of the, my most enjoyable memories, you know. It's just that moment where... Look, you know, the birds are happy, they're singing. I mean, the tiny little things are in the forest, it's drizzling rain, but they're happy, you know? Why, why can't I be, you know? And that's when I first accepted that happiness is really, really easy. All you have to do is make it the simplest way you want to be happy. Find out the simplest form of happiness that you got and then use it as your guide, you know? So the simplest form of happiness for me is maybe watching animals that they're singing, watching children or, or watching people and enjoying themselves, you know, that, that can make you happy. For me, I find it more being out in the bush and just seeing the beauty that's out there all the time, all around you, you know, even when you're hungry, you know. There's always that beauty. It's always very easy to be happy. You uh, would hate New York City so much. Object. You would hate New York City. Oh, you could tell me about that, Cobber. I mean, just the you know, the bits you hear about. And I, I know what these cities over here like. I I go into these cities every now and again when I have to go through them. And it's only passing through. I don't stay. I, I learned my year, lesson years ago, never stay there. But, uh, yeah, you got people. Well, they all got them phones, them iPod phones. Now, they all seem to be walking around looking on them. Well, they've got something sticking out of the ear they're talking to. Their, their eyes are over always looking down. They're never looking up and around. They sort of be looking at the track all the time. There's hardly a smile about. You know, I don't, yeah. 
I, I couldn't understand that sort of way of life, you know. It wouldn't make me happy. Everybody's afraid to communicate. Everybody's afraid to do everything, you know. Yeah. I don't know why we um, even attempt to do that sort of shit to each other. There's a lot of truth to that. Why we, we would choose to live that way of life, I don't know. But then again, I'm I'm probably too far gone in my regard, you know. Yeah. I like the bush. Now I like living. I like making people happy. Everything. When you uh, when you kill a pig with a knife, how how long does that last you? Like, how many meals do you get out of that? And let's pause, because it's the way of the world. The Bushman would hate this, but we got commercials. He hates commercials. He hates commercialism. He hates capitalism. We all know this. The Bushman would hate that this is happening. I apologize, Bushman, should you ever hear this. But we got advertisers. They got products. Check them out. We're going to get back to the Bushman, and it's going to be more of a combination of beautiful, perfect life philosophy that's going to open all of our minds and also uh, the, the ramblings of someone who lives in Bush. We'll be right back. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. If you're ready to start your new business, why wait until the new year to set your plans in action? The future is coming. Make it brighter with Squarespace. I think this is a good point. You got plans. Everybody knows. A lot of the people who listen to this podcast, especially in the early days, are like, I got things I need to say, man. How do I get it out there? Well, here's a simple way in the modern 2017, 2018. Here's the best way to get your word out there. The internet, your website, your space on the internet. Build it. It's the first step easy step to making something happen. And when I say easy, I mean easy. They got templates. They're beautiful. They're created by world-class designers. Makes it real easy to turn your idea to a very unique website. You got to showcase work. You got to blog stuff, get thoughts off your mind. You want to sell stuff, do it in a few clicks, customize it. Okay. It's all optimized for mobile right out of the box. So you don't have to take that extra step to figure out how to do that. They do it for you. And Squarespace has analytics that'll help you grow real time. Never have to install or patch or upgrade ever. I'm no programmer myself. I don't know how to do that, but Squarespace makes it so intuitive and easy. And they also, they do, though, have a 24-7 customer support if you do need help, okay? Let's not sit around dreaming. Dreams are great ideas. Make it a reality, okay? Be, in, be active. Make it happen. Use Squarespace. Get it out there. Squarespace.com. You get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code CG. You get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's Squarespace.com. Offer code CG. G. Thanks again to everybody who sponsors this show, helps us bring it out to the world. Now let's get back to the Bushman. When you uh when you kill a pig with a knife, how how long does that last you? Like how many meals do you get out of that? Oh well, see you're out in the middle of the scrub, see? If you could carry enough salt and stuff, you can you can make it last longer, you can salt it up, but Shit, I'll never have enough salt. If you you got enough salt for that little bit that you need, you know, not enough salt, salt would be... I'm on foot, see, so... I mean, if you had a vehicle, you can have enough salt and it can last longer. You can just salt it up, hang it under the tree, and you'll be laughing. Last a long time then, but usually me, I just basically bone out what I want, cut out what I want. I'll cut marry it, which is a bit like the uh, New Zealand hungry, if you know what that is. You dig a hole in the ground. You know, you, um, uh-huh. well, I usually do it near either the coast or near a river. So you dig a hole in the sandy ground, you get your fire in there, get the coals up, put a heap of leaf down, put your meat down on top, put a heap more leaf down on top of that, and cover it over. Now, it's best to cover it over if you carry a bit of canvas or something. 
cover that last lot of leaf over that bit of canvas, that'll stop any sand from going on for me because nothing worse than a beautiful bit of smoke cooked pig from a from an underground fire, you know, and then have a bit of sand crunching in your teeth. That's never the wood. Yeah. You like it nice, you know, nice, juicy. It's the best way to eat it, actually, wild pig. It comes out smoky flavour, moist as, you know. It does take three or four hours to cook it that way, but it's all worth it in the end. Yeah. And then I usually eat that for that day and the next day as well and, you know, just pig out on it, you know, just, you know, you know give the pun there, but, yeah, you just <laughs> eat it as much as you can. You get a bit bloated on it. But then, uh, then you keep on moving on, and it's like a bit, a bit like a camel. Not instead of water, they using food. You know, yeah. Build up the engine supplies. Now, when you're out in the but bush, yeah, use it day. When you're out in the bush in total isolation for weeks, sometimes months at a time, if you come upon another solitary person, do you ever fear that you're in danger? Because there might be people out there who um, aren't looking for the peace and happiness you are. Maybe they're, maybe they're fleeing something. Maybe they're criminals. Maybe, hello? Yeah, no, I've, uh, I've never felt in danger out in the bush. doesn't matter who I'll come across. Not or what time. they look like. I've never actually... Yeah, Cobb! Oh, thanks, Cobb, thanks. Oh, I was just getting a comment from one of the other workers now. Oh, yeah. They heard me say that. What'd they say? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he said that everybody's around me is afraid. <laughs> oh, you're the guy scaring everybody else. I look a bit... Well, see, I look a bit rough and ready, rough around the edges. <laughs> I've got a fairly bushy-ass beard, you know. I've got a fairly bushy-ass hair at the moment as well. Yeah. You kill pigs with your hands. I look a bit rough hands. around the edges. <laughs> well, I'm not with my hand. I usually need a knife at least for that. Right, right. But the and knife you hold in your hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the uh, What's the greatest lesson that the bush has taught you that those of us in the cities might not ever realize? The greatest lesson it's taught me, eh? Jeez, oh, man. Trust, eh? Trust in it. The, uh, the bush to me is not just the bush, you know. It's mother. It's, it's the earth, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a lot like something that, you know, I've picked up a bit from what, you know, your peoples over there knew as, uh, as they were growing up, you know, your earlier peoples. Uh-huh. And uh, a lot of that made sense with me, you know. Right. And so I started to learn to trust in her and, uh, you know, the greatest thing I know is if I put my trust in her, I can go with nothing and still survive, you know. I I quite frequently through life, I build, when I'm around the town, you know, you get money, so you build up all these positions. I find the best thing to do is just let them all go. So I dump a lot and walk away from it. I've done it quite a few times in my life now. Every time I do it, you know, I, I might go bush for a while. I might just, you know, I usually do go bush, but it's different sorts of bush, you know. I've paddled a couple of the long rivers in Australia, and yeah, I've done some weird things. And uh, out in the bush, just a second round off the ferry. Now you mentioned you mentioned yeah, that you uh, that, you mentioned that you admire Native American culture. Have you ever have you ever immersed yeah, yourself in the you Aboriginal culture? 
Well, yeah, I've done. A, I've had a bit of time up there. Um, with the indigenous, I've had a fair bit of time. Early on, I learned a fair racklum, but it's a, it's a different sort of a thing, you know. The culture, yeah. I'm more a strong believer in mother. Um, a strong trust belief in mother. I don't know, I find it hard to express it sometimes because I'm not used to having it express it to other people. So, but it's, it's just it's my guide in life. I've found that well, I trusted her. I've always been happy. Now, I don't and when know. I'm out in the bush, like you said, like the, the original question was, you know, what, what out in the bush is the lesson I've learned and, and that lesson is just just to trust it, you know? Mother always look after me. Now, did you... She always provides food if, you, if you're open for it. Yeah. Has your... Uh, what was that, Cobb? Has your German friend has your German friend told you what this is you're participating in right now? Nah, she hasn't said a word. She just said some sort of podcast or something, and I didn't know what. And she asked me a couple of times. I thought, well, I'll have a little yarn. It can't hurt me. It's yeah. not, because it's a hand-free sort of thing, and I've got the thing in my ears, so I'm still able to do my job at the moment here. I'm still picking me cherries with both my hands, so... I'm still swinging my ladder around. You probably hear it every now and again. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so, like... Yeah, so what is... Yeah. There's going to be like 100,000 people. What is it people. that you are repetitioning? There's going to be like 100,000 people that listen to your wisdom from the bush. Wisdom from the bush, eh? I don't know if it's wisdom. I know I'm not actually in the bush at the moment. I'm in a, in a cherry orchard, you know? Okay, well, if we're... No, I'm not really in the bush at the moment. But. We're nitpicking here. Okay. But, yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, you have people that like listening to your show, yeah? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that I think are going to... or never would have heard your perspective, and now I think they're going to think hard about their own technology-driven lives of, of worry and anxiety. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's what it is. It is worrying. It is anxiety. I mean, you build, you're doing it to yourself. You end up... I mean, fine, you have your good intentions, you just want comforts and that to start with, but then you have to have this other comfort and that other comfort. And, and once you've got a TV, I mean, look at them TVs. They're constantly pushing you to, um, they're constantly pushing you to uh, buy this other thing or do this other thing. or They're only there to make someone dollars, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that's what I, society's all about. I do host a television show, just so you know, though, so let's not slam TV too hard. Oh, right. Yeah, TV's yeah, kind of no, my right. bush. It's not your fault. Yeah, TV's kind of like my <laughs> bush, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where you feel comfortable, mate. And that's, a, that's probably a good thing. I don't know if I could ever feel comfortable in that situation. I also feel like it's where yeah, I get to yeah, kind of... I feel like it's where I get to be myself and where I get to send out a message to the world where I'll maybe find some other people who think the way I do. Oh, yeah. So how do you think then, Cobb? Oh, you know, I know... The, that young German lady you were talking about, yeah. she's got, uh, she's been listening to your show for seventy-seven hours in the last few couple of months. Apparently, yeah, she's got it, you know, down to the thing how many hours she's listened to your show for, and I figured that's quite a lot. And she was pretty excited to be having a yarn with on them. Yeah, she's oh, I'm, I'm on hold. I'm going to talk to this man. I like this man. So I thought, well. And she asked me a couple of times, I thought, I might as well have a quick yarn and see what it's all about. Well, it was really nice. It doesn't nice. hurt me. I'm still doing my job. And... So eye-opening. And you gave me a lot to think about. 
I think I'm going to maybe readjust some ways about how I'm approaching my own life because I think I'm falling into some of the traps that you say those of us living in civilization do fall into. Well, yeah, every day, every day. We forget, we forget what's most important, you know, and what's most important is, is to be happy, isn't it, after all? Yeah. Most important is for you and your family and your friends around you, if you're all happy, what what better life could be, you know? Hell yeah. You don't need lots of things to be happy. No, you don't. You just need that. <clears throat> what was that, Cobb? I said I was just agreeing with you. I was saying I was I was you were getting me charged oh, up. Yeah. yeah, you were getting me real charged up. Oh, I shouldn't get you charged up. You know, you might get too excited. You might have to go for a walk through the forest directly. Yeah, you're going to convince me to go live off the bush, go, and I'm going to try to kill my first wild pig, and it's going to knock my glasses off, <laughs> and I'm going to die blind, <laughs> blind in the outback. I'm going to blame you. Because yeah. I got caught up cause yeah. you're, uh, in your uh, well, yeah. Thoreau-esque message. It's, uh, it's totally not a good idea to go for a pig for the first time by yourself anyway, you know? Yeah. Maybe take someone a bit more experienced with you. Yeah. For me, it was different because I was out in the bush. I was by myself, and this first pig that I went for actually was coming for me, so I didn't have much of a choice. <laughs> but after that, I rectified the situation. I knew how, how best to... um. Kill a Take kill a them. pig, yeah. Kill a pig oh, with a knife. End them, yeah. End them, yeah. Yeah. I was just lucky that first time I was amongst trees because I panicked the first time. Yeah. I wasn't expecting. It. I only had a fishing spear. I mean, I didn't have a knife with me, even in a fishing spear. You can't kill a pig with a fishing spear. Yeah. I don't know how good you are. You can't kill a pig with a fishing spear. So no. I was swinging around trees, dodging them. You know. Yeah. Which I mean, is lucky. There's a lot of little trees around it. Yeah. Whoever's out there trying to kill a pig with a fishing spear needs a, they need, just need to, a reality Yeah, check. it needs his head red. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. You just can't do it. <laughs> but I managed to get back to where my knife was. And, yeah. But then I was a bit annoyed with that pig, so I ended up hunting him down. So he'd forgotten me by that stage. But. Revenge. He went and got revenge. Yeah, not revenge. It was just, you know, what he's asking me, I was thinking of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looked like he was good food. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes when there's storms up, you can't catch nothing. You might go three or four days without feed, you know? Yeah, of course. That's why it's good to eat when you've got it. Yeah. Eat when you've got it. You haven't. Definitely. You know, there's always been fond memories. Don't think too much of them fond memories of that last meal day because you still have it starts happening. You get really up. You know, you get really hang- hungry all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's best off just to think of other things until you get that food. Or plan the ways you're gonna get that food. So look at the water ahead. Is there a chance of getting brim? Brim are really easy to catch in this country. Yeah, you can catch them just by floating the hook down with any little bit of something on the river. You know, they're inquisitive. They'll float down. They'll go for it either, even with just a bit of rag on it half the time. You know, of course. And brim yeah. silly sometimes, but you have to float it straight off the rapids into the deeper water. You know. Yeah. yeah. They just see it come down. That's where they sit. They wait there for their feed. Yeah. Definitely. And those good stuff comes down rivers and streams. They sit where it drops in and, you know, they're only a small fish, but, oh, jeez. You catch them, you have, you have the coals up as you're catching them. You just, you don't even scale them or gut them or nothing. You know, you just shove them straight on the coals. Yeah. Yeah. Why Hook them up. bother with the other work, yeah. And then uh, turn them over. While you're catching the other fish, you start eating the first fish, you know. Uh-huh. 
Oh, they're a good meal. Yeah, six or seven of them. You're full. You're content. You can six sit seven. back and have a relaxation for a bit or even walk on and see what else is new. Yeah. Find a new area to live, stay, pass through. Yeah. Uh, life's good, man. It is. Well, look, it was really... Life's a... always good. Right? In the city. I'm sure there's some beautiful things in that city where you come from. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing more of the more oh. beautiful things is you have to get more of the people, you know, I guess. Get into with a group of people that uh, just want to share experience and share life and enjoy, find the, find the beauty in life instead of looking for them harsh things, you know? Yeah. I, know. I mean, it's hard to say, but a lot of your American TV shit is a lot harsh, you know? Yeah. It seems to focus on the the bad things that people can do to each other and you don't see much like the, or what the good things that people can do to each other no more on your TV over there, eh? Yeah. I guess all TV because most most TV follows your American TV. Mm-hmm. So all you got is people shooting each other, people ripping each other off and yeah, you get the young people now think that's the norm, you know? Yeah. Which is a bit sad. Of course, yeah. It's a bit sad. Yeah. Yeah, they all want to watch it. It gives them excitement, I guess. So. Yeah. And that's the way they learn life is like. So it's nothing unusual nowadays to see people in the, in, the, in the town smoking their crack and doing their needles and yes, fighting yes. each other just because it was easy to do, easy to fight and talk about something, have a disagreement, you know, get something and bash the shit out of them. Yeah. That's easier than, you know, communicating. I mean, shit. It's too hard to communicate most times. Most most people don't want to hear your point of view, and that's why they just, you know, that's, well, that's what they think, I'm assuming, because they always go for the first thing they can grab and smash the shit out of each other, don't they? I mean, yeah. But, yeah, I'm sure there's a beautiful place over there, and I think you were about to go just before before I started talking again. Yeah, well, and that's what it is sometimes when you're out in the bush and you can just talk. Sometimes you just talk away and you can talk for hours, you know, but then you have to go quiet again and. Yeah. Contemplate everything you did say. Maybe I should, uh, maybe we should say our goodbye and I should check in with our German friend one more time. Oh, better pass you over to her. It was such a a pleasure. It was such a pleasure. I feel like I learned a lot about about life and philosophy talking to you. So thank you for that. No, you're welcome, Clubber. Yeah. I'll give you back to her so you can have a yarn. Thank you so much, Clubber. I haven't talked to someone for so long that I didn't know from the bathroom. Hey, Chris. For a, for, a bushman, for a bushman, that guy can really talk, huh? Hey, yeah. I know. Pretty impressive. But, I mean, how crazy is that? Like, how how else would you have, like, gotten to talk to him ever if oh. you didn't have the show? Believe me, I mean, you you facilitated one of the great moments of this show. There's no way I could talk to an off-the-grid Tasmanian Bushman if you hadn't called me from your tent in a cherry orchard. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I'm sorry. No I'm sorry. No, I we think only, that's really cool. Yeah, I feel like we got cut off, though. Like, we only got half a call. I mean, we, we're already going over time, so we got to cut it off in a second. But I really just wanted to thank you for calling and filling me in on your life. And I'm... I got to say, I feel like I was making a lot of jokes in the beginning, but I kind of get it now. I kind of get what you're learning out there and what you're taking away from this experience via people yeah. like your Bushman friend. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm jealous. And uh, say hi to everyone in the booth. And thank you. And thank you, Chris. <laughs> thank you so much. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe someday I'll go be a Bushman. You think I have what it takes? Mm, 
yeah, I think you can get there. <laughs> but maybe that vegetarian lifestyle is not really made for it. <laughs> I guess that's true, isn't it? I give it. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't know. I'm vegan myself. I don't know if I if I could do that. Nah. Yeah, I can't kill a pig. Listen, I hope you, we got to go, but I hope you stay safe, and I hope that this trip is everything you want it to be, and I hope you enjoy it and enjoy Will life. Do. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Bye, Chris. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my God, thank you. Thank you to our German friend for calling from the middle of that weird orchard. Be careful. I get that this is a thing in European and Australian culture. I'm sure a lot of people on the Facebook group are going to tell me about it. But to the American eyes, uh, I, I think a lot of us just want to say, be care- have a lot of fun. Be careful. Thank you to the Bushmen. Although you'll never hear this. The Bushman's never going to... I thank the Bushman, but the Bushman will never hear that. Thank you. The Bushman's too busy cooking pig meat in a pit that he dug. Bushman, thank you to Jared O'Connell, Harry Nelson in the booth for this epic journey. Thanks to the Reverend John DeLore and Greta Cohn who built the show in the early days. Thank you, Shell Shag, for the music. ChrisGeth.com if you want to know about my touring dates, including the upcoming residency of Beautiful Anonymous tapings at the bell house don't forget chrisgeth.com get your tickets rate review subscribe to the show on apple podcast it helps so much man we all went somewhere together went to the bush australia see you next time on beautiful anonymous Cash is easy to lose, and checks take a while to clear. Thankfully, there's Zelle, a new way to send money to your friends and family from your banking app. Once you're enrolled, the money moves right between almost any U.S. bank accounts and typically arrives in minutes. Plus, it's backed by major banks, which means you can send money confidently. Just go to ZellePay.com to learn more. Z-E-L-L-E-P-A-Y.com. Zelle. This is how money moves. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, a stalker who won. You had an intern research the guy you had a crush on? You had an intern earning college credit, stalking your guy for you. Yeah. What? She loved it. She did a great job. (laughs) 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 To this day, like, she's the best person ever. What did huh? this? Uh, what did this intern find out as she stalked <laughs> well, your guy on the company back dime? to me? His Twitter is really depressing, and I was like, "What do you mean?" And she's like, "I don't know. He seems really sad." And I was like, "Like breakup sad?" Because I knew he had been in a relationship with someone. And she's like, "Yeah, that's definitely the tone." That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous. There is a new podcast coming to town. It's called Dr. Game Show. This is a family-friendly podcast where we play games emitted by listeners regardless of quality or content. We do it with our really great comedian friends. And then we take calls. Werewolf, Elton John. Contestants have to sing an Elton John song while slowly transforming into a werewolf. Can you hear the love to... Uh, uh, do not
alert. I'm a werewolf now. <laughs> Hosted by Joe Firestone and Manolo Moreno. Can I have that seat? Contestants have to persuade Manolo to give up his seat with their excuses. Hey, yo, Manolo, I need that seat. It's, it's your boy T-Bone. <laughs> what? I'm gonna uh, poop my pants, man. I, I gotta sit on it. Ew. Real fun. Real chaotic. You never know what's gonna happen on Dr. Game Show on Earwolf. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.